Hi, I'm Rob. Tale number 23, standing in line at the grocery store. So this is another bonus episode. I put out a call for listener questions on Instagram, and I got a few. The most asked question was, tell us the origin story of the podcast, like how it came to be. I'm not going to answer that one because I kind of like to keep some of this a mystery. The second most asked question was, tell us more about the people that you thank in the credits. Why do you thank them? Uh, I'm not really going to answer that question either. What I do have is sort of a, a minor tale that is really just a conversation that I had while standing in line at the grocery store, but it never would have happened without input received from the people I thank in the credits, Ben, Marcella, and Melanie. And so, yeah, instead of just kind of answering that question, I thought I would give an example. So here we go. I live in a town close to the beach. And it's a very popular tourism spot in Florida. It gets very, very busy on weekends. The town just gets completely overwhelmed. Anywhere you go, there's going to be really bad traffic. If you want to go to a restaurant, it's going to be really crowded. If you want to do just about anything, you're going to be dealing with a lot of people. So, I mean, usually I just stay home on the weekends. But sometimes I go to the grocery store. And the grocery store is just an incredible experience if you go on a busy weekend. The first thing you will notice is there's usually no shopping carts. At the little shopping cart corral, it's completely empty. And it's not because they're like out in the parking lot. It's because every single shopping cart is being used. When you walk into the store, there's a person, an employee, standing there telling you that it's a minimum hour wait for buying your groceries, for checking out. And this store will always have every single checkout line open, and every line is full of people. So it's always a very long wait, no matter which line you get in. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. And I do my best to avoid going to the grocery store on weekends. Well, this past weekend, I was making tacos, and I realized I didn't have any tortillas. So off I went to the grocery store on a Saturday during tourist season. I grabbed my tortillas, I got in line, and a guy gets in line behind me, and I recognize him. He's a cashier at the grocery store. I've seen him before, and he has a sandwich, and he's like on his break buying a sandwich. And the line is really long, and we're just sitting there waiting, and finally he talks to me, and he says, I've seen you here before, right? And I say, yeah. And he's like, do you live here, or are you on vacation? And I say, I live here. And then he says, well, let me introduce myself. I'm Paul, and let this be a lesson to you not to come in here on Saturdays or Sundays. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then he says, look, I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. And he's being polite. And he says, it is really hard to work here. From the moment the door opens to the moment the door closes, we are slam-packed. And if people that lived here did not shop on the weekends, it would provide us you know, a little bit of relief. I mean, just look at our situation right now. I'm on my break. I'm going to buy a sandwich. You're in front of me in line. And so now that cuts into my break. And I say, well, please get in front of me in line. And he says, no, I can't do that because if my boss sees it, I might get in trouble. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that I've worked 
in customer service situations. And I have this thing where if I see someone like complaining about their job, I just really like feel for them. And like, even at like a restaurant, if someone's giving me poor customer service, I might (laughs) give them a bigger tip than if they're like really nice to me. I just know that sometimes these jobs are really difficult. And I know that like the default way to think about someone complaining about their job to you is to be like, hey, you know, you should be grateful I'm spending money here. And I I just don't really buy into that. So I immediately liked Paul for him being so direct with me and telling me, essentially, I don't want you to shop here. I just, there's something I liked about it. So what could I do? And then an idea hit me and I'm like, Paul, please let me buy your sandwich for you. He's like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I've had a bad day, so many long days in a row, and if you just knew half of the weird, terrible things customers do to us sometimes, and I'm like, no, please, please let me buy your sandwich, and finally he relents, but we're still in line, we're still waiting, and this is where my friends, who I thank in the credits that I mentioned in the introduction, this is where they enter into the equation. As we've discussed the podcast, they've all mentioned this idea that I should sort of allow the podcast to dictate how I behave in certain situations. And so this situation with Paul is one of the first times I was able to actually kind of do that in real time. And I wanted to be careful not to like exploit Paul. So I just told him, hey, I make a podcast where I tell stories and something you said sort of jumped out at me. You said that sometimes customers do weird, terrible things. And I was wondering if there was one that really stands out that, you know, I might be able to tell on the podcast and feel free to say nothing because, you know, I know you're on your break and I'm buying you the sandwich either way. And he thought about it and he smiled and he liked that I had a podcast and he said, I think I have a good story. I did ask him if he wanted to like come record it, but he had no interest in that whatsoever. So I'm just going to tell you what he said. He said that one night during spring break a few years earlier, the stores closed. They're cleaning up, they're doing some stocking or whatever it is they do after hours, and it's his job to clean the bathrooms. He goes into the men's room and, you know, he said a lot of times it's just an awful, disgusting mess. He's cleaning the toilets and in each of the urinals, there's what looks like a small, purple, partially inflated balloon floating in the toilet water. He has no idea what they are, but he's wearing gloves and he goes to clean the first urinal. And he reaches in and grabs the purple balloon thing out of the water to throw it away. And something hits his wrist. And he feels this incredible jolt of pain in his wrist. And it moves up his arm. And he screams. And he screams so loud, somebody hears him. And they run in there. And Paul has no idea what's just happened. But his coworker, who has just run in there, they immediately recognize what Paul has grabbed out of the toilet as a Portuguese man-of-war which is not a jellyfish, but kind of like a jellyfish. It has tentacles. It stings you. The stings can be pretty dangerous. I think people have died from them before. And so Paul has grabbed a man of war out of a toilet and one of its tentacles hit his wrist and stung him. And there's another man of war in the other urinal. And then there's also one in one of the women's toilets. They're all dead. They're not live man of wars, but they can still sting you after they're dead. At the time this happened, man wars were washing up dead on the beach. Someone had collected three of them, brought them to the grocery store, 
and put them in the toilets. They never caught who did it, but they could see the people on security cameras. They looked to be like typical spring breakers, college-age people, and they brought them in in a plastic bag and just carried the bag openly through the grocery store and into the bathroom. So Paul had this really bad sting. He had to go to the emergency room, but it ended up not being a big deal. He said, you know, that's an example of a weird, terrible thing that someone did to us while we were working so hard. And I said, yeah, that is very, very weird. And I'm sorry that it happened to you. And he said, don't worry about it. And uh, don't come back here on a weekend. And I said, okay, I won't. And I bought a sandwich for him. And that was that. Thank you, Paul, for sharing your tale. And to bring it back to the beginning, I would have never heard that story if my friends had not, you know, encouraged me to pursue tales as they're happening. And so because of things like that, I thank them in the credits. Rob Tells Tales is produced by me, Rob Tiffin. I had some additional editing help from Ben Lamb. The cover art is by Marcella Johnson. She also came up with the title. The end credits music is by Poddington Bear. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and at robtellstales.com. This podcast would have not been possible without Ben, Marcella, and Melanie. Thank you, and thanks for listening.